From Nashville, Tennessee, it's the weekly Grace Church Nashville podcast. Feel free to follow us on Twitter at Grace Church Nash and use the hashtag located in the podcast description. And now, here's this week's message. We're going to go to Jeremiah 1 5. going to read it out of the Amplified. We all know this scripture, but this is where I felt like the Lord wanted me to start. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew and approved of you as my chosen instrument. And before you were born, I separated and set you apart, consecrating you. I knew you. And I approved of you. I knew every tiny bit of you. Can you imagine what Jeremiah must have felt when he heard God say this? Here at this moment, Jeremiah hears the voice of God, the creator of the universe. He put the stars in place. He who formed the world and all that we know... And God speaks to Jeremiah and basically says, Jeremiah, you are special. You've been on my mind a long, long time. God is saying the very same thing he said to Jeremiah to you. You've been on his mind a long, long time and you're special. He set us apart You are not an accident. The voice of God comes to announce our extraordinary worth. Our worth to God started before we were born. We have invaluable worth because we were born in the mind of God even before we entered our mother's womb. We were already in his mind and in his imagination. The fact is something that we can never change Or be taken away from you no matter what your life has looked like. It is something we cannot lose. Now when I think of creation in my own imagination. Now you have to remember. I'm a preacher's kid. I'm an only child. So my imagination has really taken me a long way in my life. I mean, I had tree houses that had blankets with clothespins, and I'd have conversations in there because I was by myself, and then I'd hear a knock at the door and welcome the neighbors in. So a lot of that has helped me because that's how God has spoken to me. So if I'm imagining creation, I'm imagining God sitting down with a big tablet for me, and he's writing down, and he's thinking about it, and he said, you know what? I think Lynette needs this. I think she needs that. And then he thought about it a few minutes and then he erased it. Now, some of the things he gave me, I might need to have a conversation with him when I get there, but that's okay. The point is he knew me. He knew everything about me. He first conceived. Conceived means to form or devise a plan or an idea in the mind. Which means he thought about me in his mind. He pictured me. 
And with great thoughts of love, he began to chart every detail of my DNA in preparation for the time when he would form me in my mother's womb. I'm not the exception on the list that he made. He made a list for you too, which means he knew you intimately. God prescribed every single detail of your creation. You're not an accident. The definition of intimately is in a way that involves detailed knowledge. He set me apart for his purposes even before I was conceived. And he did the same thing for you. See, God's design for your life not only includes those circumstances beyond your control, but also those parts of your life that you think you are in control of. God chose you. Ephesians 1.4 says long before, which means a really long time. He laid down earth's foundations. He had us in mind, had settled on us as the focus of his love to be made whole and holy by his love. David wrote, I will praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. Psalms 139, 14. David in the Psalms says, Psalm 139, three through six says, you never, you know when I leave and when I get back, I'm never out of your sight. You know everything I'm going to say before I start the first sentence. I look behind me and you're there. Then up ahead and you're there too. Your reassuring presence coming and going. This is too much. It's too wonderful. I can't take it all in. Psalms 139, 13 through 16 says, Oh yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. Another version says, you, you know me completely. Body and soul, I am wonderfully made. I worship an ador- adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out. You know every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made bit by beat, bit, how I was sculpted from nothing into something. Nothing into something. You know me. Like an open book, you watched me grow from, con- from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all prepared before I'd even lived one day. Now think about that. It's all the days I've messed up. It's all the days I felt really ugly. It's all the days I felt really sad. It's all the days I was hurt. It's all the days that tragedy hit me and I didn't know what I was going to do. He knew that. And he still chose me. Just like he's choosing you. Have you been persuaded because of the circumstances in your life and thoughts that you're not good enough, smart enough, have made too many mistakes, continue to make mistakes? 
made a wrong turn, wasted too much time, had tragedy, did not come from the right family, haven't seen God move in a situation in your life so he must not love you, that God doesn't know you. That he doesn't walk, that he just walks past you and he doesn't even see you. Have you ever felt like you were so unworthy that you did not have a future and when you see people who are on fire for God and things are moving in your life, you just feel really left out? Some of you have had that and some of you are there. Well, not only does God know you, but there's nothing about you that is a mistake in the eyes of God. God even knows when you're going to speak before you speak it and your thoughts before you think it. Now, I don't know about you. Sometimes that really concerns me. Especially when I haven't counted to 10, if you know what I'm saying. But he knows you. But when I really think about that, even in those moments when I say things I shouldn't or act like I shouldn't or mess up. And when things are not making sense around me, the truth that my heavenly father knows my thoughts, my feelings, my circumstances, and he's not missed one detail There's something about that that gives me strength and comfort that I desperately need to help me through any situation. Any. It's what keeps me running to him, not from him. It keeps me pressing in, not pulling back. He knows me. He knows you. But if you don't remember what you are worth or do not think you are worth it, you will live in the same place over and over and over again and respond to the circumstances that come your way and never be free to live in the fullness that God has for you. God wants you unstuck. And living in peace, knowing your worth in him. God is unchanging. He is reliable. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you find your identity in him, you'll never ultimately be let down because he has proven time and time again to be trustworthy. You can tell the worth of something by how much someone else is willing to pay for it. John 3.16 God was willing to surrender even his only son so we might be delivered. His only son that we might be delivered. Long, long ago he decided to adopt us into his family through Jesus Christ. What pleasure he took in planning this. He wanted to 
wanted us to enter in the celebration of his lavish gift giving by the hand of his beloved son. So what that means is we are cross worthy. We're cross worthy. If you've asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart as your Lord and Savior, it means you are redeemed. What does your forgiveness mean? You are redeemed. That's it. Christ's sacrifice has brought you back from the focus forces of sin and evil that once owned and controlled you and made you his. We forget that. When God looked at us, he does not see a former sinner. He does not see you in light of who you once were. He sees you as redeemed, a new creation that has been made whole. And can I tell you this? Here's the thing. It doesn't matter how old you are. I don't care if you're 90 or 12 or in between. There's never a time in your life that he doesn't want to fulfill in you what he destined from the very beginning. Never. It's never too late. Don't settle for less. You do not have to define yourself in light of your past mistakes. God does not do that. You can walk in the identity of someone who has been made new in Christ. You are adopted. 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, You were bought with a price. What does it mean to be considered a child of God? It means that you've been adopted into his family. You are considered a legitimate child of the God of the universe, having all the rights and standing of Jesus, his son. Do you really know what you're worth? God sees you as a cherished child who bears his name. Just as earthly adoption is a legal and binding process that names you a permanent part of the family, heavenly adoption is just as permanent and binding. You are his child. You are no mistake. We are all looking for a sense of meaning and purpose in our lives. You, you, I know you do because I hear this all the time. I just need some positive affirmations. How many hear that? And I think about that and, and you know, they want you to repeat after yourself, um, I'm good. I can do it. And I thought, of, I thought of that often. And I thought, do you know that God has everyday affirmations for me? Every day. I'm a winner. He says that. I've designed you. He says that. I'm an overcomer. He says that no matter what the situation is, he does not take out a situation. All of them are included. The one thing he asks of you is that you will read them, speak them, and believe them. But they don't apply if you don't do that. And it's hard. It's not easy. You can speak out loud what you have never heard from a parent or a person over you. 
And here's the other thing you can do. When people speak to you things that are not affirmation from his word, you take that and put it in a category. And you say, no, I'm redeemed. I'm forgiven. I'm changed by the blood of Jesus. I'm not that person that you're speaking. My past doesn't define my future. I will stand up and declare the word of God over my life and I will move in that direction because he said I could. And I am his and he is mine. God chose me. We were not a package deal. He didn't make any duplicates. Not one duplicate. Not one. I am unique just like you are. And can I just tell you, I used to think when I was a kid, sometimes uniqueness wasn't quite so good. Like, you know, I was the last girl on the team, like when you were in school, and they'd go, okay, we're going to pick people to go to the baseball team. I don't really play sports. I happen to be taller. I'm not that tall now. But at the time, I had a growing spurt, and I was the tallest in the class. Didn't work. So they'd go, you, come be on my team. You come here. And here's Lynette. I was the last one to be picked. And I thought, man, being unique is not quite so, something about me is saying she's different. Can I just tell you, when God healed me, healing the heart, the mind, healing me of stuff that I did when I shouldn't have been doing it. Can I just tell you, when God healed me of that, my uniqueness became wonderful. When I really thought about him saying to me, Lynette, I created you. I knew you. I know every detail about you. Everything in you is not a mistake. When I started looking at things that way, after he, I allowed him to heal me, you know what? I, I'm being honest. People's words stop messing with me. People didn't invite me to things. I really didn't care. It's not about me. It's about him. And when I get that right, everything else kind of lines up. It makes a difference. There was a time in my life where... Um, and I've said this before here. I said it to the women. I had a, I was very privileged to have a good home. And my parents have demonstrated um, what it is to serve Christ well. And uh, I'm very, very thankful. I know a lot of people did not grow up that way. However, in my own life, that did not keep me from steering in some directions that I should never have gone. That created a lot of shame in my life. That created that I would never fulfill God's purpose in my life. 
that really had me questioning why, if I came from a home like that, why would I end up doing some of the things I did just because? Why? And I understand. I mean, honestly, I know that the enemy um, has a strong way and I allowed that to take hold. But here's what I want to say to you. Some of you have been in the same position I've been in. But you're still there. And I want to encourage you. I came to a place in my life where I said, you know what? No, that's not going to define me. I will accomplish everything. And I still say this to this day. Everything that you have designed for me. There's not one thing I'll miss. It doesn't matter what years I was not on target. You will make them up. Because that's what your word says about me. And and I'm your daughter. So, that said, there was a time in my life that I would not have shared Jesus with someone else because I didn't think I was worthy of him. Isn't that messed up? It's messed up. But I'll tell you about an opportunity that happened about a month ago. I was in an airport and when I'm in Dallas, the Dallas Love Airport, there's a Mexican restaurant that is really good. And if I have time enough, I just like to go there because it's, it's really good. Just really good. <laughs> and I, I had some time, but I was in a whole different terminal. And um, I thought, ah... Do I really want to walk all that far down to another terminal and go to the, I mean, is it really worth it? And then I thought, yeah, it's really worth it. (laughs) (laughs) So I walked all the way down to the other terminal (laughs) and I got there and uh, went into the, ask if I could have a booth because I had a little while. The lady said, I'm so sorry. We don't give booths to one person because we're so busy. And I was like, oh, okay. So they sat me in this line, you know, like this here, and then literally here's another person if they sit them there. And somebody could have sat across from me. And for a few minutes, like 10 minutes, I was by myself. And then all of a sudden they brought this younger Asian um, guy, probably the age of, our daughter is at later 30s and sat him next to me. He didn't say anything for a few minutes, got his food, got a drink, and I didn't say anything. And about 10 minutes later, after he'd started eating his food, he looks over at me and he goes, this food is really good. I said, yeah, it is, isn't it? And... He just started talking. Mm -hmm. 
And I don't even remember exactly what question I asked. But here's what deliverance from shame, deliverance from not thinking you're good enough will allow you to do. It will set you free in a moment to represent God where he wants you. And he looked at me and I, I found out that he had just flown in from his, or was returning home from his grandfather's funeral. And the next question I asked him, I didn't even know his name. The next question I asked him, he busted out in tears. Now this, this young gentleman was sharp. He was dressed well. He, I mean, he, if you would have seen him, you thought that he is a young man that has got it all together is, I mean, he, he, he looks like he's successful in his business, whatever his career is, carries himself well. And he started to cry. And then he kept apologizing. I'm so sorry. And I said, it's okay. I asked the question. And for the next 15 minutes, he said, I'm sorry, I don't know what's, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. And he said, you know, um, I was at my grandfather's funeral and the pastor, that man said something, but I don't understand it. And he said to me, he said, you know, I've had a good life and I know how to do things. And I said, yes, I know. And I said, you're very well put together. And I said, you have been successful. You're smart. You've done it on your own. And I said, but can I just tell you, I know what you need. You need Jesus. Now, before in my life, before I came to realize who I was, what my worth was, I would not have gone there because I didn't have value in my own self to think that I had because of my life that I had anything to share even though God's good. But at that moment, I could honestly look at him and say, I know what you need in your life. You need Jesus. Tears. He goes, I'm so sorry. I've ruined your lunch. I said, oh, no, you have not ruined my lunch. I said, can I just tell you, I was in a whole nother terminal, and I love this Mexican place. And I was debating on whether I should come here, and I said yes. This is not a mistake. And I said to him, would you mind if I prayed with you? We're sitting in the restaurant. He doesn't know me. He said, no. Would you? Yes. And in that moment, I shared Jesus And he said, Jesus, will you come into my heart? I need you. You see, every one of you have a purpose and a plan 
just because of stuff that you've gone through, where you have been. I'm telling you today, we need to let it go and be in a position where we're sitting there in a restaurant in the middle of the Dallas airport and somebody being pulled by the presence of God that rests on my life because I allowed him to come in and make me new and take the shame and the guilt and where I've been and what I've done away and prove to me that I am his daughter, that he has a plan for me just like he has a plan for you. Don't miss it. When I got to that place in my life that I was tired, I was like, okay, I'm done. Can I just tell you, every time the altar was open, it didn't matter I was there. Here's about the altar. It's the movement from your seat to here that shows God, I'm, I'm serious. It's in that moment just to spend time with him saying I'm here I'm here when I got up from that table I found out his name was Neil that's it that's all I know I know state he lives and nothing else but can I just tell you from that moment of crying to the moment of what I saw in his eyes. What a difference. Today, God wants you to be reminded of who you are. What your worth is. God has a purpose, his plan to work it, whatever, whatever it is, for good. Jeremiah 29 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. In this scripture, your heavenly father didn't say, you know, I think I'm going to leave Lynette out of that scripture. Or I'm going to leave Amanda out or James out or Tom out. He didn't say that. What he said was, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future, no matter what your circumstance looks like today. Okay, so every time it gets a little tough and you're in doubt and unbelief and feeling down and discouraged, feel like you've messed up, ask forgiveness for the ways you feel like you've messed up, lay it down. Do not pick it up. As I said, run to the altar. And then I want to encourage you to open your mouth and say, okay, so what you're saying is that you have a plan for Lynette. And your word says, okay, so it's you you and me, God. I don't know how to fix this. I don't know how to deal with this. But you said you knew me before I was born and you know every day about me, everything about me, all my days, my going in, my coming out, then you know the circumstance too. So it's you and me, God. 
It takes action to trust him. Just like it takes action to continue being stuck. It both takes action. What is your action going to be? Every time I pick up my Bible, I do not find a scripture erased. If I open it to the same reference, the same reference is always there. I didn't open the Bible one day and all of a sudden I couldn't find Jeremiah 11. Where did it go? Oh my goodness, it's not there. That means if it's there, it still applies to me. It still applies to you. It's not been removed. Many references in the scripture that say, even when we are afraid and everything's to be falling apart, God says, I am with you and I will deliver you. I want to encourage you today that God really does know you. He's not forgotten you. Start speaking what God says concerning you. Every area of your life. Let today be the day that you purpose in your heart. That you will not allow the enemy of your mind to make you believe. Because of where you may find yourself today. God does not know you. Care about you. Or love you. Your heavenly father is everything you're not. I'm going to repeat that. Your heavenly father is everything that you are not. Remember, God put his signature on you. So the God who created the sun, moon, stars, mountains, sea, trees, animals, put his signature on you. But do you continue to put a discounted price on yourself? My friend, Tammy, who has, is no longer with us, but Tammy, we became best friends when I was nine. She was 16. I don't know how that worked out, but it was a blessing. Tammy had a gift for going into consignment shops or Goodwill or any kind of place and finding something of value. I did not. And she would literally, we'd go in this place, and I mean, the minute I walked, now, I, I liked going with her because I, I could see some things that she, she did, and I, I frequent them sometimes. I have a hard time not really knowing what is what, and, you know, I wouldn't know if jeans cost $100 or not. I don't know them by their name. But Tammy did. And she would, I mean, she had a a routine and there was like 10 on her list of places that she would go. And I will never forget this because I I I was preparing this sermon. This came to me. We went into, this was in Los Angeles, went into a consignment shop. And I mean, it was, it was not clean. It was filthy. (laughs) Things were everywhere. Disarray. I mean, it was just, nothing was in order. It was, it was kind of 
claustrophobic for me. And I'm thinking, there is nothing in here. How in the world could you even find anything? And we walked to the back. You know where all the, they put all the cups and the glasses and all that stuff on shelves and it's all kind of thrown there. And, and she's sorting through them. And all of a sudden I hear her say, Ned, look, look at this. Do you know what collection this is from? No. <laughs> I do not. But she carefully moved everything from the shelf around it. And she gently took it out. She held it up. And her description said, Net, this was crafted. And she went into this whole long description. And they were selling it for $1.99. She carried it very gently to the front, bought it for $1.99. When we got to the car, she said, Net, that cup is worth hundreds of dollars. And nobody knew the value. And I was preparing this sermon that kept coming back to me because here's what I'll say. A lot of you have put yourself on the shelf with a price tag of $1.99 because you don't remember what your value is and you don't remember who you belong to. Can I just say Your heavenly father is really Tammy, kind of like Tammy, looking there going, I have your value. You're worth so much more. You're worth so much more. Today, I don't want you to miss out on what God's doing and how the Holy Spirit is moving because you've put yourself on the shelf for $1.99. You see, my Heavenly Father who created me, created you, still has a plan and a purpose no matter what your life has looked like. You've set a value on yourself based on what you think you're worth in your circumstances. But God's value on you is unlimited. This applies to everyone. Do you want a fresh start? Start speaking out of your mouth every day. No matter whether you feel it or don't, I will accomplish everything that you have destined for my life. I may have had setbacks, but I'm going to have comebacks.
Thanks for listening. For more information about Grace Church, you can visit us online at gracechurchnashville.com and find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash gracechurchnash. Hope you have a great week, and we'll see you next time.